Welcome to Now I See, a place where people share their eye-opening moments and how it changed the way they see themselves, their world, and their place in it. We hope you'll be encouraged and inspired by the stories you hear and challenged to see things in a whole new way, too. Sit back and enjoy this show that we've prepared especially with you in mind. I'm your host, Kit McCarty. Special guest today is Joelle Salazar. Welcome, Joelle. Hi, how are you, Kit? I am doing well, and I am so glad to be in a studio with you today. From a large farming family in South Texas to an accomplished musician with degrees from Howard Payne, Houston Mm -hmm. Baptist University, and Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, that's our Joelle. He met his wife, Becky, in Houston, and they were married five years later. Together, they have three adult children and have been in music ministry ever since. They've been leading worship at First Baptist Church Grand Prairie for the last 10 years. Joelle, I see you as a person who people just love to be around. You have an infectious laugh, a kind and gentle spirit, wonderful musical talents, and you're a great leader, not just of musical groups and church worship, but of individuals. You have a wonderful ability to see the best in others and encourage them to greatness. How do you see yourself? Well, um, I mean, I guess all that, but mainly uh, as a humble person, because I realized um, growing up that I never would have thought, Kit, that I would be doing what I love to do and getting paid for it. Um, Because, I mean, I always wanted to, number one, um, touch people's lives. I love being around people. Uh, my dad would always get mad at me when people would come to the farm and drive up and, and he would get so mad because uh, he didn't like you just to go out and greet people. You know, everybody was a stranger until he had the opportunity, but I was always one who would go out. So Yes, I don't uh, think you've ever met a stranger. That's right. <laughs> and so anyway, from that standpoint, I wanted something to do with my life that uh, would be around people. But of course, the main thing was I loved music. and while uh, again, going to my dad and uh, and the farm uh, when he was doing mechanics or uh, in the house, he would send me out, and he did not want me to. He did not want me, or he didn't think. Of course, he grew up on a farm where people worked with their hands, and he didn't think that a guitar and music would ever help me make money. Of course, he didn't realize that when the Lord gives you a plan. He makes everything possible, and that's what's happened in my life. It's just been uh, a, a, a neat experience to be able to do music, to be around people. And uh, um, and then, you know, there's a lot of little things intertwined in there that um, uh, go with the fact that I grew up working hard. Uh, you know, my, that's one thing that, that my dad never really complained about. I mean, we all worked hard at what we did. If he wanted me to go cut weeds, and that's what we did. If we picked cotton, we worked hard. So working hard has never been a problem for me. Uh, in fact, especially when it's stuff that I like to do, like music, uh, and putting a program together. Uh, you know, those are the things I really enjoy because it, it uh, you know, you don't, you the the whole thing is not about the music. It's about touching people's lives and how people respond. Not only the people that are listening to the music, but people that are involved in the music. Because, you know, it is so easy, Kit, to find people that are musicians, that are talented, that are gifted. I love to find people that are the underdogs, those that are not gifted, those that have a problem that need to be able to brought up and encouraged 
those are the people that make a difference. And I think that's been kind of where I land uh, and, and have been able to cross over into uh, a lot of places that, that guys like me do not want to cross over. They want things to be easy. They want to work with people that are musicians. And I do too. Don't get me wrong. And God has given me that opportunity. I've worked with some very good musicians. Uh, but I've also worked with people that I've had to teach and people that I've had to bring up, whether it's been through singing or instru instrumental playing. Those are the things that I think my degree helped me in and uh, my uh, experience to not have uh, money to be able to learn how to play the guitar, but I learned how to do it because I had the drive and passion. And, you know, um, I think those are the things that have really, like I said, the little things that have helped me to be successful uh, are things that I've learned from a long time ago of being a child on a farm, you know. And so, anyway, I can go through a lot more stuff, but that's basically the thing. And I, and I've seen that it has been successful because it has touched people's lives. And it's been, uh, in, in a places where you wouldn't think that we could do the things we did, uh, but we were made it possible. Number one, because of God, uh, but number two, because God gave me the, you know, the passion and the, the wisdom, the knowledge to be able to help people to get to where they were. So. I think that's why people like to be around you. Yeah. I think they feel that and uh, they know that it's not just about performance for you. It's about relationship. And yeah, I think that's so, that's right. so important. Let's circle back a little bit. I want to pick okay. up how you discovered your musical gift. It sounds like your father didn't encourage you, but oh, somebody no. might have logged that well, way. My, might I have. tell you what, where I first found out was first grade. Mrs. Adair had a little um, uh, talent show. And uh, back in 1963, when the Beatles were really popular, uh, I sang, when she was just 17, and you know what I mean, you know, and, uh, and did the, ooh, and, and, I, and I became popular. Uh, let me tell you, I went to a segregated school. And uh, back then, uh, you were, if you were Hispanic or, you know, uh, or a different different ethnicity, you would be brought to a uh, another school, which we called Westside. Uh, and that school, you went through a third grade, and then uh, at third grade, you would then um, a, 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 I guess what do you call they uh, um, integrated you with everybody else in, in another school in fourth grade. But it was first grade uh, that Mrs. Adair allowed me the opportunity to sing. And that my, my sisters tell me, when I, even when I was a baby, I would get in the crib and I would, you know, jump in whenever they were uh, playing, you know. Uh, and at that time, of course, there was more Hispanic music, you know, and all that. And, and they said I would just be dancing in that crib. So I had it in my, in my heart. I had it in my soul, you know, just bringing it out. Because like I said, we didn't have money for guitars. We didn't have money for a piano. You know, how was that going to go about? But God. God knew, and I, I, I'll tell you the story. Uh, my brother, Abel, uh, now this is, let's go forward to seventh grade, eighth grade. My brother, Abel, uh, uh, wasn't able to go to Vietnam because he had some physical problems, but he wanted to serve his country. So he went to the Peace Corps. He had just bought a guitar. Now, you have to understand, my brother, Abel, was somebody that, at that time, I wasn't a Christian. is someone who was my hero. Uh, someone that I really worshipped, and uh, he was, you know, old, not the oldest brother, but older than me. And then um, Danny's the next one that's older than me. There's four brothers: there's Ben, Abel, Danny, and then me. 
anyway, so Abel had just bought a guitar, a nice guitar, Ventura, yellow with Mother of Pearl and all that. And uh, he would play it, but I would get around and hide and try to play it too. Uh, well, he left the Peace Corps and he couldn't take his guitar with him. So guess what? In eighth grade, about my freshman year, the summer of my freshman year, I got that guitar. And uh, I had just started playing it, maybe three or four months, and I knew G, C, and D, three chords. And then Danny goes to Revival in Kingsville, which is about six miles from Bishop. He gets saved. And uh, he invites me to the Revival. He and I would fight all the time for attention from my brother Abel. So we were not really close, but I mean, we were brothers and, you know, on the farm you had to get along, but we would fight all the time. He got saved and I saw a difference in him. He did not want to fight that week. He was, you could tell there was a difference in Danny. Kept inviting me on Friday, uh, uh, the last night of the revival, I did go. I didn't know what a revival was. I had no idea. We were going to church and that wasn't cool, you know. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, uh, and I was beginning to get in trouble, different little things, you know, uh, just trying to find my life. Where, where do I belong? So anyway, that night, I did, uh, Bobby Mankin, the pastor, the evangelist, uh, spoke about Jesus in, in a very vivid way. Spoke about the nails in his hands, the uh, nails in his feet and, you know, the scars and all that. And man, it just, something happened that night for the first time that I can't tell you. It just brought conviction to my life. And for the first time, I really found out that Jesus loved me. I always thought people who were Christian were, you know, uh, very uh, uh, sad, you know, not happy. And I wanted to be happy. I loved the farm. I loved my, my life on the farm. I loved fishing and hunting. Uh, at that time, you know, things were really just going well for me. But I knew that there was something missing. And that night, I found out what was missing. And so I asked Jesus in my heart, and man, that just changed me for, that just changed everything. So that night on the way home, I, uh, I was looking up at the stars. It was late at night, and we were looking up at the stars, and I saw uh, the stars so bright. And so that was my first song that I wrote, uh, one of the first songs. Actually, I might have written a love song before that, and I'll tell you a little bit about that later. But anyway, uh, uh, the first song I wrote was the chorus G, C, and D. And it was One Starry Night. And uh, that was my testimony song. Mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, uh, just I realized th even then that there was something that I could do that uh, people appreciated. Because it, it was a song that our church, I, I, I brought it to church. And I was one of the first ones at the church to play guitar. I, I went to a German kind of community. Bishop was a more of a German kind of community. Very very uh, traditional uh and so for them to hear a guitar was something different i also brought a lot of passion danny and i brought a lot of passion to the youth group because we both were just saved we weren't desensitized to the love of god <laughs> like a lot of christians are so we brought a lot of passion to what we were doing so anyway um i started a group a band called the jesus express uh danny was playing bass i got some people kids from the uh, from our youth group, and, and I mean, we were uh, writing songs and going all around and singing. So anyway, it all began from there. And uh, so I've been, I've been doing music uh, for a long, long time and realized that that was something that I could do that makes a difference. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's an amazing journey. So was it then that you decided to pursue music professionally? Well, uh, you know, things were beginning. I, I got saved as a freshman. Uh, so started the group in high school, 
my junior year, I started wondering, you know, I, I, whether I needed to do this uh, professionally or as my career. So I did. I think my junior year, uh, I uh, uh, went down and, and said I wanted to do this as a ministry. Okay. So uh, that same summer, I was asking God, God, please help me because we, Danny was going on to Howard Payne. Uh, he was going to get out of the group. Um, you know, I, I was kind of afraid. What What's next after high school, Lord? Because I'm going into my senior year. And it's so neat how God works, uh, uh, Kit. It's just so neat. But then I had gone on uh, through through already playing with this band, um, the association directors, you know, people there knew me, knew our group. Uh, so Central Baptist in Livingston, uh, who later on in life would make a big impact in my life, uh, came to Freer, Texas, uh, which is South Texas near Bishop. Uh, but it's kind of far from Bishop it, it, uh, anyway, but it's down there. And they came and they needed somebody to lead their 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 uh, evening revival. They were doing morning uh, VBS and in the evenings they would do a revival. They wanted somebody, a youth, uh, somebody who could possibly do Spanish and English, you know. And so there's so the uh, youth minister from Livingston called the association, association director in Corpus, asked if if he knew anybody. They got me. So anyway, I came to to Freer. Two things happened in Freer that day. Number one, I met Central, which would have a big impact in my life later on. I served with Central Baptist Church for 19 years. Plus, before that, I served a lot for youth, doing youth retreats and things. So I got to know the youth. From then on, and that was 1970, uh, uh, maybe 74, uh, 73. Anyway, from then on, I got to know all those generations of kids, okay? Because I was either... Uh, helping with youth retreats, going with them and doing different things. They would invite me to come to Central, but also met the Morellis family. And I stayed with the Morellis family. And the Morellis family, at that time, the father just got saved. The kids had been saved for about a year. They got saved through VBS. The mother got saved through through the kids. The father, it's a, it's a whole story altogether. And in fact, one of the songs we're going to do uh, at the concert on the 24th, will be, and we'll talk more about that, will be Padre and Wester, one of the songs that the mother wrote. And I'm going to feature uh, that evening their ministry a little bit th through that song, or through a video that we put together. Oh, okay. uh, so that's going to be neat. But so the two big things. But the way it happened, Kit, is so neat. I was invited to go to Corpus Christi to do a PBS concert with the elementary school. Wow. Uh, yeah, they, they asked me to play bass. So anyway, and I had to drive, uh, and uh, my dad usually wouldn't let me take a car, okay? I mean, I was here as a junior and senior. I did have my license, but, you know, he wasn't really happy about using, using his car or whatever, but he let me go uh, because it was a little paid gig. It wasn't that much, but it was paid. You did get paid for it. Uh, so anyway, well, I was in Corpus, though, and this was probably a year after I had met the Morellis family and been with Central. Uh, at that summer uh, retreat revival, uh, I got something in my heart that said, you know, I'd like to go see the Morales family. Of course, back then you didn't have Facebook. You didn't have, you know, we didn't write. You know, you didn't call. You didn't have cell phones. And I hadn't talked to them in a while, but God said, you know, you ought to go to Freer and see how they're doing. Because 
at that time, I was also wondering, what is my next step in life? Where am I going, God? I always remember asking God, God, please, I want to be able to do what I did in high school with the Jesus Express and be able to minister, but God, I don't have any place to go. I don't know where I'm going to go to college. I don't know all that stuff. So I drive up to the, and, and the neat thing is God, uh, uh, God, man, opened the door because my dad would have never let me drive to Freer. Much <laughs> let, he let me drive to Corpus, but there's no way you're going to go from Corpus to Freer. He said, yes, I wow. could go. So I'm driving up to, and this is the truth. I'm driving in their driveway and they are trying to call me and Bishop, because they saw me on PBS. He was wanting to start getting the kids because they were singing a little bit and people were asking him to go sing in churches. So he was calling me, asking if I would come that summer and play guitar for them or play bass or whatever to help them. That sure seems like an answer to me. That's an answer. That's an answer to prayer. And that happened more than once. And I'm telling you, that was uh, probably 10, 13 years of working with him. That began that from that day on. For Joelle, music has totally been a part of his life, and for me, talking has totally been a part of mine. If you like what you're hearing today, it would be music to my ears to know that you are enjoying this podcast. You can do that by dropping me a line on any of our platforms at Now I See Pod or dropping by our website, nis.media, and signing up for our weekly newsletter. We're working on a monthly newsletter, too, starting in April, and signing up for our weekly would put you on the list to be the first to see our new releases. While you're on our site, I hope you'll take a moment to enjoy our gorgeous artwork, read our blogs, and see reviews from previous guests, whose episodes you can find in our archives. I hope you caught the show last week with David Witt, who is serving believers around the world who risk much for Jesus. You can hear more of David each week on his podcast, At Risk Radio. As always, we hope that you like and subscribe to our show, leave us a good rating and review, and share this podcast with a friend. Now, back to our show with my friend, Joelle Salazar. Before our break, you were talking about some of the opportunities God gave you to grow musically, personally, and professionally. We'd like to hear more about that and the way you're helping others who want to serve in music ministry. If I was going to do whatever I was going to do in ministry, I knew I had to go to college. And then also I realized then I had to go to get my master's. And here's a guy that didn't have, the, I didn't have the resources to go to college. There's no way. I mean, my family couldn't afford, you know, much, me barely go to high school, much less go to college. And then I had my high school counselors telling me, there's no way you can go to college. You know, you're not college material. Ouch. Yeah. So, but when God He's tells you, now. yeah, but when God <laughs> tells you, this is what he wants you to do, you do it. And, and so I, I never really look back, never blame anybody, but you know, I'm, I'm saying, you know, what does God want you to do with your life? If God wants you to do this and he's going to provide, and he provided so many, he provided the resources. He provided, I mean, don't get me wrong. I couldn't just stay in my, in my uh, dorm room and not study. I mean, I went to Howard Payne scared to death because I went on probation. I had a terrible ACT <laughs> score, 
terrible ACT score. I went on probation. And man, I would stay in my room while my friends were out at Denny's or doing whatever at night. I stayed in the library and I studied and I made sure that I did what I had to do because people were, number one, the government was helping me. People were helping me and I wasn't going to let them down because I felt like I needed to do the best I could. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't an A student, but I, I also was not a C student. And so I did okay. I mean, I made it through. And then I realized, hey, wait a minute. But I had to decide whether it was going to be through pastoring or through music ministry. And the one thing I realized that the first thing is I took Greek and, <laughs> and I was terrible at Greek, but I also took theory, music theory. I made an A in theory. And go. we had a lot of people drop out of that class because it was a tough class. Yeah. But I had no problem with that. So I realized that's where I belong. This is, this is what I need to, I had no idea what a music minister was. I mean, it's a first Baptist church, uh, Bishop didn't have a music minister. I mean, but there was somebody that was a layman that would get up there. And then finally, we did get a youth minister that could do music. And so I kind of had that idea a little bit. But I had no idea what it took to be a music minister. But I started learning that just little by little. They're doing things at churches because you're always working at churches, you know, and helping out. And then when I went to seminary, that really kind of solidified what I needed, where I needed to go, kind of gave me direction. This is what you need to be doing. This is... uh you know, uh, kind of more what what can happen in a church. In other words, there's a lot of ministers of music that are just happy leading worship, okay? And that's a lot of work. I mean, it, it is. It is. To, to, to lead worship, it, it's a lot of work. But how about choirs? How about things like prairie sounds, dulcimers? I've done family groups uh, in, in the... Uh, once I got to Central, and that's a whole story all itself. Once I got to Central, a guy or two guys came up to me because they had had a minister of music that was more of a music director, not a music minister. And he, in fact, was the choral director. And I'm not going to say anything about Tom. Uh, <laughs> Tom is, is, is gone to heaven, but his family are wonderful friends of mine. As Tom was a wonderful person. And, uh, uh, but... Uh, they felt like Tom wasn't really doing the, the ministry part. Tom was a great director, awesome director, but on this part, that were, that's what they needed at the church. So two guys come up to me and say, hey, Joel, do you think maybe you can get us involved? And these were people that were not in choir. These were young adults with families like me. At that time, I was 33, 34 when we went to, to Central in Livingston and just had, had Robin and John. Um, and so a lot of these families wanted to start a choir and wanted to do a, a musical called Bind Us Together. It was a family musical. And uh, back then, that what was popular, uh, Steve and Annie Chapman. Anyway, and I said, well, sure, let's, let's do it. So we had 40 kids and, and, wow. and family wow. that did Bind Us Together. And it changed the life of our church. It changed. So those kind of things you have to be open to. You know, Prairie Sounds. You know, there's Harmon sitting over there. Here's Wayne playing trumpet for me, but I know he plays banjo. Uh, you know, just different people that, that you, you find in your congregation. You don't know what it is, but it, God allows you the opportunity. You know, the dulcimers, you know, little things like that. Just, you know, and that has been kind of like my life is, is finding things and people and, and, and trying to, the challenge of bringing that to, and, and not for a token. I don't want anything for a token because, man, if God provides you, use it to minister. Use it to uh, make a difference. And, and, and 
if you're making a difference in people and they're passionate about what they're doing, it's going to touch other people's lives. So that's been something. So music has been totally a part of my life, you know. And, and like I say, there's a lot of little things that happen that kind of were steps, stepping stones uh, to help me build ministry, you know. Uh, one of the things is, you know, another thing that, and I know you probably, but, you know, being able to direct an orchestra, okay? Of course, for a lot of guys like me, that's, you know, that's what we go to school about. But, you know, uh, uh, at Central, uh, I got a lot of opportunity to do that, to be able to get to know people that were orchestra people, because the Sam Houston uh, you, you know, going to the college and getting students, you know, uh, and then adults uh, and, and being able to afford to be able to pay for them to come to help beef up your people, to encourage your church to see, hey, this is something we can do as a church, but get some other people in there and you pay them a little bit and, you know, and, and you build up. But to be able to do that is has been, so here you are, you can do dulcimers and then you can do orchestras. And that is has been my life too because I went to get the education. A lot of people don't want the education. They they want to be able to lead and direct and play guitar and get in front of people. And you can do that. I did that in high school. Yeah. I, I mean, I had a band and I could do that in high school. But to get over here, you're going to get have to have some education because I guarantee you're going to work with the doctors. You're going to work with musicians. You're going to work with people that are very gifted and talented and you're going to be intimidated by them. But I'm not intimidated. Because I understand where they are. I understand what they had to do. I had to do it too. Yeah. You know? Right. And so, and I comprehend the, the transitions and the things that every instrument has to do, the transpositions. And so, all that, but that through experience. That didn't happen just, you know, it happened through training and just experience and things like that. So, my, my, uh, my uh, experiences have been wide range as far as uh, ministry. In music, so which is and, so much fun, and so oh, yes. as we turn the corner and we think about um, the ministry that you're doing right now, yes. you've got a variety show coming yes, up, that's right. and so it seems like all the pieces will be coming together. I'm assuming we're going to hear from dulcimers. Yes, well, singers, not in this one. In this one, it's just going to be it's going. We're going to hear prairie sounds. You're going to hear serendipity, and you're going to hear the worship choir. This is more of a choral concert. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I I wanted to use serendip. I mean the 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 sweet strings, but I don't think this is the platform for them. Um, uh, you well, know, uh, yeah, show. well, I'll tell you that evening, uh, that the, the thing that that evening is going to entail is something that I haven't done. And I, I think you and I were talking a little bit before this uh, podcast, but is using music that I've written and, and arranged that I think I'm excited about. And that came about because of COVID. Uh, I mean, I've written music for a long, long time, but because of COVID and not being able to. Uh, have choirs and things like that. I was actually writing music and putting it on my Facebook, and people were excited about it. I mean, I was having people view that and say, "Hey, man, you know, this is awesome stuff." And so it was encouraging. And uh, uh, and then I wrote about you know things that were happening during COVID, like the cloud. Uh, I mean, we lost uh, several uh, uh, brothers and sisters in our church, and they were all very uh, close to us. But the one that really that hurt me the most was uh, uh, a man named Rex Campbell, 
uh, Rex, you know, had just retired. He was in our choir. Uh, I mean, he had everything going for him, him and his wife. They had just, you know, fixed their home. Uh, and, and, you know, we were all happy for them and excited. And he, you know, died of COVID. And that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. I came in here and I was crying and, and I wrote the song, The Cloud. Uh, and that's going to be presented that night. And the cloud is COVID. And the cloud talks about, well done, my faithful servant, because even though he died from the cloud, uh, he lives today and he is happy living in heaven. Mm -hmm. So those that died, we can be assured that they are in heaven rejoicing. But also, it leaves us, the church, to understand that the church is not dead. The church is strong. It may, we may not be able to be together and we may be social distant, but the church is strong and stronger than ever because the church is us. And, and mm -hmm. I believe it's made us stronger to go through all the things that we've gone through because of COVID. And this concert has several of the songs that we wrote because of COVID and messages that Bill, our pastor, spoke about. Uh, Jesus is there. It came about because of Bill talking about Gideon and and Becky. Becky helped me a lot with a lot of these uh, songs. It wasn't just me. Uh, Becky's kind of like the one that helps me. Kind of, I, I kind of have the ideas that Becky helps me with the language and all that, put things together. And so you know, Jesus is there is a song that we wrote because of that, and that's a quartet piece. Uh, you know, uh, Windows. Uh, Windows is a song that came about because we were posting about my brother Ben being behind a window. Mm -hmm. And uh, who would have known that somebody, a friend of mine, said, you know, Joel, that you ought to write a song about that. So I told her just kind of off the cuff, well, you write the song and I'll write the music. You write the, the words and I'll write the music. And she did. Wow. And that came about. And, and, and Windows is a beautiful piece. It's going to feature my my family. We're going to do that song. Oh, good. Uh, so yeah. Glad. So it'll be Robin and Ruthie singing solos uh, and then us backing them up with the orchestra. And, and it's going to be, that's going to be a neat song. Um, and, and so anyway, like I said, there's several pieces uh, along with that. Of course, See Us Through. Uh, was a song that that came about because of Bill when this happened in March of 2020. Uh, you know, I'll never forget. You know, we were all wondering, hey, you know, what is going on here? And Bill says he will see us through. And I'll never forget telling Becky, you know, honey, I'm gonna write a song about that. And I went home, and at that afternoon, it came about in a song. Uh, and 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 that's been a a, a a song that has ministered to people here at our church and those who have heard it. Sheltered in Your Love. Sheltered in Your Love is another song that came about because we were sheltered uh, and everybody was being sheltered in place because you were in contact with somebody. So here we go. Got to stay at home, be sheltered in place, you know. And so we uh, were at home watching watching the, the service and, uh, and, and I said, honey, I've got a song. So I ran to the piano and, and it always comes about with first a little kind of idea, being sheltered in your love. You know, and so from that idea, Becky and I wrote Sheltered in Your Love. And that song was used in a video that we did because of being, uh, not having choirs. We were able to do a virtual video uh, asking some of our, uh, 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 Steve uh, and, and Johnny McLaughlin, some ex-members who have a uh, CRM studios to be able to, to help us put together a video uh, with our choir, a virtual video, and and that became the song, and and that that video won some some awards, wow. you know, and so and and pray that it administered to people and continues to minister to people. It's something that we'll remember, you know, 
historically because I think, you know, that'll remind us that even through all that we went through in 2020, 2021, God was there to help us and to shelter us and to, 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 to allow us to be here today. Oh, this, this really excites me because it's amazing to see that in the midst of adversity and yes. pain, something beautiful has come. That's and right. and yes. uh, that is kind of the heart of the Christian testimony. Amen. So. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So that evening will be really, and then there's two songs that we're going to do that aren't, that we have not written. Of course, Jimmy wrote two songs uh, uh, that not wrote two, arranged two songs. Uh, and, and Jimmy's such a great arranger. He's taken some hymns and, and, and changed the, either the tune to give give it a different tune that is a familiar tune from a different hymn and put the words nice. from a different and and done that uh and and uh, that's one of the songs he wrote it's going to in fact we're going to feature that song for Easter uh and then he wrote a song from Lauren Daigle or, or arranged a song that Lauren Daigle uh does and that's a song that uh will feature Jennifer uh Naiman who's on our praise team and has a beautiful alto voice so anyway uh it's also going to feature a song, Blessing, live. Uh, our praise team will do that song because our praise team uh, leads us every every Sunday in worship. So I figured they ought to be. Uh, um, uh, and, and the neat thing is, uh, Kit, is we're recording this and hopefully going to make a live uh, CD of this that we can Good. sell. Yeah. And so, uh, and I haven't decided what organization we're going to give the money to when we give, but I'd like to do that and give money to some kind of organization here in town that we support. And so anyway, um, I say it's, it's going to be a great evening. Uh, I'm, I'm really, really excited and put a lot of work into it, but I think it's going to be well worth uh, those that come. And we've got people coming, you know, from different areas. I know the Morellis when we do, uh, and that's going to be another song by the West where some of the the Morellis family will be here to hear that. Uh, and so that song, I tell you, that, that song has ministered to a lot of people. Uh, that song was actually featured, or uh, when they first did it was at Falls Creek, Hispanic Camp. And it, uh, there's another song that was featured at Falls Creek uh, that we sing, Victory in Jesus. Yeah, Gene Bartlett. That that uh, he, that song was featured at one of the Crusades there at at and so that the the title song of Victory in Jesus at the bottom. If you look, it says False Creek. So anyway, um, and, and at that at that concert that when they presented it, they said God really moved through this, and and I've seen it how God's moved through that song. So anyway, we're gonna feature that, and that's arranged. The song, of course, I did the arrangement, the vocal arrangement, but I had a guy from uh, Sam Houston uh, that is now very popular in arranging. He's at Second Baptist uh, in Houston and does a lot of their arranging. He, he leads worship for them and some of the, the satellite worship. He's not the main leader, but he does all a lot of the writing and stuff. Very popular in Houston. His name is Josh Smith, and he uh, uh, arranged this song when he first graduated from uh, South, I mean, from Sam. And so... It has his touches in it, and so I'm looking forward to it. I've had it in my uh, library, but never have used it with orchestra until oh, now. And so, amazing. anyway, it's like I said that in that in itself, I'm excited about. But there's just a lot of things that evening that that uh, uh, I'm praying that the, God's Holy Spirit will rain down on this place. And I think it's kind of uh, like you're saying we've made it through the storm, and this is a celebration of making it through the storm. It's a culmination of songs that happened because of the storm but we've made it through and now we're praising god yes. because uh we can we can you know lift him up through this music that you know he 
he allowed to be able to be written. So anyway, mm. I'm excited. It sounds like a great show. So tell people how they can come see the show. Yeah, it's free. Uh, they they can come to 950 Mayfield Road. Our, our church is located right next to Ikea, uh, First Baptist Church Grand Prairie. Um, it's free. And, uh, you know, just bring your bring your neighbors, bring your friends, and I think you'll be blessed. Okay, really so that's be. Sunday, April 24th. What time? Sunday, April 24th at 645. Very in good. The evening. Come early because yes. I have a feeling it's going to be crowded. It's going to be. I hope I so. Pray so. Well, this has been so much fun. As we close out the show today, is there anything you would like people to see more clearly as a result of our conversation? Well, I, I just want to invite people. I tell you what, God is moving at First Baptist Church Grand Prairie, and uh, I just want to invite people to come. And the neat thing, what we're seeing here, uh, from what we didn't necessarily see at downtown, where we're seeing people from all ethnicities come to this church. And God is is changing people. Uh, of course, you know, we'd always want to see the church full. It's getting there. Uh, but we also have two services. We have a blended service at 930. We have an, a, a more contemporary service at 11 o'clock. Uh, we are uh, 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 trying to uh, let people have an option of what they want to come as far as musical. We do hymns. Uh, we do uh, hymns in the 930 service. So if you like more hymns, that's the service to come to. If you like more contemporary, uh, we do hill song. We do all kinds of songs that are, are more, but they're all about God and they're all about ministry. And, uh, you know, uh, and, th and that's what we need. We need more of God. We need more to learn how to worship uh, and so we're giving you those opportunities uh, uh, to to be able to do that. And of course, we have uh, Bible studies in between, and so you can become a part of that as well. Well, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun today, and um, I hope that our audience has enjoyed it half as much as I have. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks, and listeners, we'll see you again next week. We're so glad you were able to join us for today's compelling story. You can find out more about our guest today by reading our show notes or visiting our website, nis.media. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Special thanks to the team at Headset Radio for their technical expertise and to Becky Salazar for our bumper music. See you next week.